Hey, I'm John. And I'm Becky. And this is the We Are For Good podcast. Nonprofits are faced with more challenges to accomplish their missions and the growing pressure to do more, raise more, and be more for the causes that improve our world. We're here to learn with you from some of the best in the industry, bringing the most innovative ideas, inspirational stories, all to create an impact uprising. So welcome to the good community. We're nonprofit professionals, philanthropists, world changers, and rabid fans who are striving to bring a little more goodness into the world. So let's get started. What's up, y'all? Season five. In the what books. What a trip you were. <laughs> <laughs> and Julie is at the table today. What's up, Julie? Hey, hey y'all. So excited to celebrate six months of podcast. This was crazy. I mean... I hope everybody in this community knows Julie. She's behind the scenes, but she like, Julie, let's be clear. You power so much of these conversations, the content, the connections that we have here. So this is an ode to thank you is this entire episode today. Um, we're dedicating this episode to you, Julie. But Love that. You know, here's the thing. We're coming off season five of the podcast and our hearts, again, keep growing. I guess we're like the Grinch, right? And it's a good thing. It keeps growing. <laughs> our minds are expanding and we're seeing these connected threads. I love that we can create space to just sit and just kind of reflect and create space. And that's one reason why we want to take a pause on releasing three episodes, because there's a lot to just soak up. And so today, I hope we can kind of connect some of the threads that we see, but we'd love to hear from you and our community too. Like, What are those connection points and the people that have really moved the way you think about something? Because goodness, we're going to throw a lot out at you today because we deeply um, are enthusiastic about everything that, that's been shared this season. Indeed. And I, I just want to say, if you're here for the cliff notes, because you missed most of the season, this is a great episode to get a roll up of co- some of our best moments. And so, I mean, we got to break down some season highlights. There were 80 episodes in this eight season. Zero. Oh my gosh. Eight zero. We had more than 84,000 downloads since January 3rd. We rolled out a ton of series. I think about our Friday series. We did the What Matters Right Now series with our nonprofit trends. We did podcasting for good. We talked about how to build better storytelling, boards, culture, giving circles as a part of the Virtuous Summit. And then we just completed a Friday series on like the holy grail of everything that we built, which is the Impact Arc framework. And then we were so excited to have our big theme week um, in May over pay, leave, empower. If you miss that, I highly encourage you to go back to episodes 270 all the way to 274. There's five episodes breaking down nonprofit pay, leave, power dynamics, and historical narratives within our sector. We are trying to upend those and all with keeping you, the fundraiser, the person powering the mission at top of mind. It's hard to believe it's already July. I feel like this was the fastest six months. And I want to say this was a season that I feel like personally, at least I learned so much more than any other. They all are unique in a different way, but there were just some really big topics that we dove into, I feel like this season. Um, And so we've curated 10 takeaways, 10 themes that we feel like we saw throughout this whole season. And our first takeaway that we want to lift is this idea of focusing on listening. We do so much talking because we um, have this podcast, but I feel like throughout the whole season, I personally at least saw three things kind of emerge around this trend. And it was listening to your nudges and listening to the community that you're serving and then knowing when to pass the microphone. And there were three different conversations that I just wanted to highlight really quick. Um, Talking to Nancy Brinker in episode 249 was 
an absolute dream. She's the founder of Susan G. Komen, uh, Race for the Cure, after her beloved sister. And she highlighted so clearly someone who has listened to their nudges. She had a dream seeing a bunch of women running towards something in pink, holding swords. Um, And I just wonder what that would have looked like if she hadn't listened to that nudge. Um, And then we met Charlie Grosso, the founder of Hello Future, and Maggie Kane, the founder of A Place at the Table. And they were two founders that um, they so clearly are listening to the community that they are serving. Charlie works with refugees globally, and she's training them um, through education and technology. And Maggie Kane, the founder of A Place at the Table, created a pay-what-you-can model um, cafe supporting people experiencing homelessness in their community. And then Michelle Bain taught us how to know when to pass the microphone. She's the founder of Youth Empowering Youth in episode 232. And she's training youth in care in Canada with media skills, with legal knowledge um, to be able to advocate for themselves. And um, she's paying them and giving them training. Just a lot of focus on listening this season. And um, I feel like I learned so much from all of our friends. Man, Julie, just out of the shoot, you like bring the four <laughs> like badass women who are doing just crazy things in this world. Love the focus on listening. I want to break down takeaway number two, which is really about a community building trend. We want to embrace nuance and micro moments. That's the takeaway. And what do we mean by that? We mean bringing humanity little slices of life, whimsy, into the heartbeat of your stories. And so I really love Clay Buck. We just had him on toward the end of the season. It was episode 287. And here is an individual who is a wealth of knowledge about individual giving, building mid-level giving plans. But he had this quote that really stuck with me. And he said, individual donors don't want an institutional experience. They want a human experience. So be human. And that goes down to that micro moment of you've got to be able to create a picture of what somebody is going through in your mission. You have to bring someone into the story so that they feel with that individual. It is about embracing that nuance. Try to add some colors. What are they wearing? What are they talking about? What's something that sticks out that they see in their story? I think that is a really easy way to be vulnerable and thread that into what this community building trend is. I also think Adam Garoni, who is the founder of Movember, what an amazing conversation episode 238, he said that any movement has one or two passionate people that truly believe in whatever it is. And their belief creates this enthusiasm and persistence that will eventually pervade through the organization. Find those people with, we call them rabid fans, find those people with such belief and enthusiasm that they are the ones that are going to power the mission forward. It is so human. And it's actually something that comes from a very heartfelt place. And I just want to like, tell everybody out there. We have had some crazy moments sitting back on the sidelines watching the community work. This community building trend that we see unfolding is really something quite remarkable. I need a data scientist to come into the We Are For Good community (laughs) and track it for us because we're really just tracking the story of it. And I wanted to lift a couple of them and I wanted to give a shout out to some of our community members. Evan Wildstein is just an incredible thought leader and nonprofit evangelist in the Houston area. He's been writing a book on 
servant leadership. And he's interviewed all of these people within our community that are going into his book. All of their stories are going to power narratives that people will be learning about as they're pouring into servant-based leadership. We've also seen Jeannie Barsom with Gifting Brands and Manuik Parker with A Little Bit of Good. They met in the community. They teamed up and now they're powering each other's businesses. We've seen so many job connections come through. We've seen, what, four or five sub-communities pop up in the We Are For Good community. If you're not over there, please go over there. It will bless your heart. Weareforgoodcommunity.com. But we have people who have powered sub-communities in international NGOs, in Tech For Good, corporate social responsibility, and others. And I just think that community building is such a massive trend right now. And if you can embrace the humanity of it, the nuance, the micro moments, you're just going to be at another level. Yeah. Okay. Takeaway three, this may not surprise you, but of course we have to list storytelling. I mean, it's the heartbeat of how we show up as a company, but we learned a lot about storytelling this season. And I just want to lift three points because keep in mind, we're always talking about ethical storytelling if you're hearing us speak. So that's kind of the root of this, but we're talking about being intentional. I mean, building that trust and respect and baking dignity into the process of storytelling, the people's story, it's their story that you're choosing to lift. So making sure that they stay central to that. Derek Watson taught us this. He's an incredible videographer. And so go back and listen to Derek's episode of just how to engage somebody that you're trying to storytell in a really meaningful way. And we also had one of my favorite conversations of the season with Jess Ekstrom. She taught us to just be authentic and really own your own story the good parts, the not so good parts, and find ways that we can all connect with it. Because each of us may not feel like we're writing this really heroic novel, but she really encouraged me that it's like, there's universal principles and truths that we can learn and teach to everybody about the things we're experiencing. And so just a really powerful one, that's episode 243. And then the idea of being future focused. And I have to camp out here for a second because something I truly deeply learned this season is that storytelling is our mission. Like the way that we show up and storytell, the words that we're choosing to use, the way that we're painting people in dignity and in light should be the tangible expression of our mission. And we had the most incredible storytelling panel at the Virtuous Summit. We replayed it on episode 286, but lean into that conversation and really reflect at how you are showing up to tell stories because they have permanence or at least semi-permanence. And so the way that we talk about somebody We want to make sure is how we want them to feel empowered at any point in their life when that story follows them. So just so much there to learn. And I'm still growing every day on this topic. I love that one too. Um, Takeaway four for me, I feel like we learned this with studying Mackenzie Scott and witnessing how her new take on philanthropy, what it looks like. But I feel like I heard even more about this idea of fostering trust-based philanthropy And I think some of our um, just best practices and kind of some of these formulas in a way are being thrown out the window and we're learning so much about how people are working through trust. And so the first key point I want to make around this is trust-based philanthropy with the communities that you're serving. We got to meet the amazing Justine and Fiona with the Clara Lionel Foundation in episode 252. And they do a lot of international relief um, in the Caribbean area. And they said, I want to share a quote from Fiona. She said, we really believe strongly in building partnerships with community-based organizations and acknowledging their deep understanding of what's necessary to achieve justice in their own communities. 
And throughout that whole conversation, it was so evident how much they trust the partners that they have on the ground. And then also trust-based philanthropy with corporate partners and allies. We talked to Prisca Bay in episode 264, and she helped found the Asian American Foundation. And it was so cool to hear how she is approaching corporate partnerships um, within their organization. She shared with us that we're going to be very friendly and supportive partners to everyone. We aren't going to tell anyone that they're doing anything wrong. We just want to help them do it right. And it was just such a humble approach. And she truly trusted the partners and those corporate partners trusted them. So I think I just saw this big theme of trust and um, just being open-handed with philanthropy. And it just felt really refreshing this season to learn more about. It did. And I think that's the beauty of what I took so much from this season is when you show up with zero ego, and we've heard that so much, low ego, high hustle. And it's like, it shifts the dynamic of how you work. It shifts the dynamic of your organization, which is a perfect segue into takeaway number five, which is this leadership trend that culture will attract or it's going to repel the next believer of your mission. This was a core trend of ours in 2022. And I cannot underscore enough that if you are not putting some intentionality around building your culture, talking to your people, breaking down silos and hierarchy, then you're really going to be missing out on something that will ultimately attract not just a donor, but a believer to your mission. So I think a great place to start on something like that is empathy. And if you are someone who really loves empathy, I really want to encourage you to go listen to episode 240 with Rob Volpe. Here's an individual who has gone his entire life into the data of what powers empathy. And he is using that to foster empathy in the workplace. I think of Isla Malik, you know, who talks about what are the rituals of your organization? How are you allowing people to celebrate? How are you allowing people to mourn and to grieve when hard things come in? How do you do it as a team? Don't break off and go into your individual holes. How do you allow that to grow you and strengthen you? I think of Veronica LaFamina, who is our strategic plan queen. And she came onto the episode 226 and she made us believers in the one sheet strategic plan. And she was saying, saying, strategy is only successful when the human beings who have to execute it know what they're supposed to do and know what it means for the future of their organization. Boom, hard stop. Are you using your strategic plan? Have you dusted it off in a while? I mean, have you thought about creating a new one in a post-pandemic world? Because the world is so different. And I love that Veronica is saying that you can do that now and it can build, it can be one sheet and it can be the thing that fuels your culture and pushes out to your believers. And the last thing I want to say, if you're really trying to pour into how to build culture within your organization, go listen to our Build Better Culture panel that we had over at the Virtual Summit. It is powered by some of the most extraordinary human beings. It was episode 266. I think of Ted Vaughn, you know, with Historic Agency that says, culture is a tension to manage. It's not a problem to solve. And I think if we can get into that mindset and again, low ego and high impact on people, it can really change and uplift a really vibrant culture. Oh my gosh. We just love culture because of what it attracts. And in that, I think this is a good parlay into number six of our takeaways. It's about how we really engage with corporations. And part of that is embracing your power as a nonprofit, 
but at the same time being open-handed. And I learned so much in the CSR space, specifically Olivia Khalili came on episode 267, and she's just um, a trailblazer in this space of how to really create corporate impact that not just feels good, but is actually doing good at the same time. And she puts and keeps a lot of the power in the nonprofit's hand, which is really changing our mindset. And it's been a shift for us around here to realize that as a nonprofit, and this is something she said, or as a social enterprise, there's so much deep expertise that you bring. And really, you have to own that. That's what we look for in a partner at her company, which is PagerDuty, for someone to come and be willing to help educate us. How often do we feel like those tables are the other way around? You know, that we are the ones asking. And so we've really lifted a lot of conversations in this space. And the other one that I want to lift is Michelle, Dr. Michelle Shoemate, episode 214. Just this idea of being open-handed, you know, working in networks because there's a lot of people doing good and there's a lot of people on both sides of corporations and nonprofits. And as we can break walls down and be open-handed and no ego, and these things are just building that we're talking about, like we're really going to be able to accomplish what we're trying to do. So go back and check out her episode. I love it. It's just that thread of community through all of these. And it's just so fun that these are the types of topics that we get to dive into. Um, But takeaway seven is around donor engagement. And this is one of my favorite trends of the 10 because it feels like such a breath of fresh air. And it was just this focus on holistic generosity instead of just major gifts or just some of those transformational gifts. It's this idea of holistic generosity. And I, I think we were all familiar with this, but Lynn Wester in episode 239 back in our trends series at the top of the year, I feel like really articulated it well for us. And she dove into why donor behavior matters so much more than giving amount. We learned so much from her about doublers, about velocity, about how you should be looking at the people that um, are eager to get involved with your mission, no matter their giving amount. And then Mike Dirksen in episode 253, he taught us that direct mail is not dead as the resident 26-year-old of our group that <laughs> I'm sorry to all my favorite nonprofits, they go directly into the trash as soon as I get them. I'm so sorry. That's not how I engage. Yeah, good little din- good thing to note, though. Global remove Julie Confer from your mailing list. <laughs> <laughs> it may just be me, but he really showed us how to value generosity at every level and make all of your donors feel seen. And then um, Rob Peabody in episode 281, he's the founder of VOMO. And he brought a really unique bent on volunteer engagement through this lens and how we should be looking at someone who may want to volunteer their time as important as someone who may want to write you a check. And I think that speaks a ton just to Gen Z and the upcoming generations too, because I feel like that's right on with, I can't speak for everyone, but a lot of our values in the upcoming generation, I would value um, spending an hour of my time with you and maybe helping you brainstorm as the same as me, maybe writing you a check and honestly, if not more valuable. And so just this idea of seeing your donors for who they are, not how much maybe they could be giving you was just a really refreshing trend that I feel like we heard a lot throughout this season. I honestly think that one may be my favorite trend because it's debunking a lot of the old myths and it's really powering the base. And I also just want to say that John and I basically had to arm wrestle to see who would get Mike Dirksen on their favorite (laughs) playlist for season five because he blew our minds with everything about the way that we engage with direct mail and how it can really be a fueler for our missions now. So don't give up on it. Please go back and listen to that. So our eighth trend is asking bigger questions. 
And I know you've heard us talk a lot about this on the podcast, but I actually think it's a great segue for what you're talking about, Julie, on holistic generosity, because Lynn is talking to us about quit focusing on the wrong metric. Like, just looking at the KPI is not asking a bigger question of what is actually going on with our donors, with their data, with their giving trends, with their behaviors. And so I think one of the things that you all allowed me to do, um, John and Julie unleash (laughs) Becky and let her get up on her soapbox. We brought in Mallory Erickson, episode 260, and we took on the overhead myth. And I had so much fun breaking apart why this is such a crushing variable to the nonprofit sector. If you have not listened to that episode, I really encourage you to go back. Even if you're first on this journey and you're like, what is the overhead myth? I'm a new young professional. I haven't heard of that. You're going to hear it a lot in your career unless we find ways to tamp this down. And I just thought that was a really incredible conversation because Mallory talks about our fears around you know, how we can show why our salaries matter, why operations matter, why all of it powers the mission. They make perfect sense because of the way that the sector was born and where it came from and how this narrative is playing out in pop culture. It's normal to feel like that is something we should be embarrassed about. It's not, friends. I'm going to release you. Operations are part of doing business. For-profit pays for all of their operational costs as a cost of doing business. You should not apologize for asking for a living wage. You should not apologize for trying to use innovation and tech to power your mission. We need to start socializing why that overhead myth is so damaging, not only to the mission, but to us as individuals. Thank you, John and Julie, again, for letting me uh, just (laughs) wax philosophical on that. You got your boxing myths out. Oh man, I did. And it felt so good. But the other thing I want to lift or around asking bigger questions is, you know, and I guess I just tease it without even meaning to, is we got to talk about our pay, our leave, and the power dynamics in the sector. We had just such a fire theme week with pay, leave, and power dynamics. So we had some rock star panelists of experts who came in to power these conversations. I think one that really stands out to me is Evan Feinberg with the Stand Together Foundation. And Evan just really blew our minds because he said the the historical reason why we look at that 10 to 20% number on administration is because givers are desperate for measurement, that they compare a nonprofit to another one. So the only publicly available data that compares us to each other is that which is reported in the IRS. And the IRS decided at some point historically to require that nonprofits disclose how much they're spending on their staff and overhead versus their program. So we need to ask a better question and a bigger question about, is this the metric that we need to be tracked on? Because actually some of that Ops is the thing that's fueling our missions and helping them scale. So what a mind-bending conversation. Please go check that out because Evan also talks about how to go fight for your pay and the results of what happens when you do pay your people well. We were so honored to have Jody Patkin with the skim on. We talked about the skims, just viral sensation, show us your leave campaign, paired that with Orly Cortell and just a mind-bending conversation on why paid leave is a human right. And then we just finished up 
this powerhouse week with Maria Choi and Yada Peng, who were helping us break down all of the power dynamics and major gifts and the power dynamics in grants. So please go check out those two thought leadership episodes because it's really going to shift your thinking about the way you approach not only your donors, but these big foundations and these grantees and how to co-build that relationship by breaking down the entire power dynamic structure of it and making an empowerment relationship. Hey friends, this episode is presented by Virtuous and they just happen to be one of our favorite companies. Let me tell you why. You know, we believe everyone matters and we've witnessed the greatest philanthropic movements happen when you see and activate donors at every level. And here's the thing, Virtuous created a fundraising platform to help you do just that. It's much more than a nonprofit CRM. Virtuous is committed to helping charities reimagine generosity through responsive fundraising, which is simply putting the donor at the center of fundraising, growing giving through personalized donor journeys, and by helping you respond to the needs of every individual. We love it because this approach builds trust and loyalty through personalized engagement. Sound like Virtuous may be a fit for your organization? Learn more today at virtuous.org or follow the link in our show notes. Hey friends, after meeting some of the most visionary leaders and world changers in the nonprofit sector today, we realize they all have one thing in common. They invest in themselves and their teams so they can stay relevant to what's working now to succeed and scale their missions. You know us, we believe education's for all, and that's when we created We Are For Good Pro. Pro is reimagining nonprofit professional development, giving you access to incredible live coaching events with some of the best thought leaders like Kishana Palmer, Lynn Wester, and more. Imagine being able to work through your challenges in real time, that's the power of pro every week we host a new workshop giving you the playbook and tools to take immediate action build your confidence and grow your impact be the pro and get started today with a 14-day free trial head over to weareforgoodpro.com slash free okay let's get back to this amazing conversation that is such a big one but like that one shifted so many mindsets and the feedback was so good on that week so so much to pour into Okay, we're starting to wind down. We got takeaway nine, and I love this one. It's make good famous. We met like our new friends about (laughs) about make good famous. So if you missed this, Carolina Garcia Jairam came on the podcast, and she is just a powerhouse. I mean, she sees the world a little bit differently in the best of ways. That how can we use the power of media and celebrity to drive bigger conversations on the national stage, you know, and the way that they show up and they're amplifying these messages, they're giving microphones to missions through the Elevate Prize Foundation. And so this conversation is of the moment, really exciting. And we just got so jazzed up because it started to thread together this episode 275 as we looked at the conversations we also had with Jeff Rosenblum who is one of the best marketers we've ever shared space with on this podcast because he challenged us and said, keep this in mind, friends. One truth is we're exposed to 5,000 branded messages every day. Okay. First, that's really shocking and kind of sad, right? Crazy. That's approximately a fresh one every 2.7 seconds. We're awake. We're under assault. If you look at your brain, your brain is exposed to 11 million bits of information every minute. That's why we're so tired. Now I get it. (laughs) (laughs) But imagine like how we need to step into this place. And I think of Adam Garoni, who we've already talked about, talks about making your mission visible. Our stories matter. We can power change as we thread this into this ecosystem and really make good famous. So we're not stealing your tagline, friends, over at the Elevate Prize. We just want to champion it so much. So 
love that trend and just want to keep amplifying it. We are here for it. We want to make good famous. That's like, I'm going to put that on a sticky note. It's my favorite new tagline. So takeaway 10, I'm going to round us out with our last one. This is our trend of the season for young professionals. And I cheated and I gave one and a half. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The first one I want to lift is everyone is a philanthropist. And this is probably why the holistic generosity trend spoke to me so much um, as well. But Jeannie Barsom in episode 256 shared a quote that I actually wrote down on a sticky note. And it said, be bold, take risks and make a difference. And everyone's a philanthropist. And then Casey Rotter with UNICEF, um, she runs the Next Generation program there. And she shared in episode 258 that people and our generation specifically, I think everyone does, but our generation specifically wants to be seen as a whole human, as our talent, our treasures, not just what we have to give in terms of money. So my challenge for young professionals is to find a place to help out in whatever way you define that help to be, whether you want to volunteer somewhere, go with your friends and do something together, crowdfund, donate to a friend's campaign. And then a challenge for seasoned professionals is to focus on that holistic generosity and actually try to engage this upcoming generation in the ways that they're kind of raising their hands saying they want to be engaged. And I want to round us out with um, one of my favorite one good things from this season. There's a couple moments when we're recording that I forget that I have a job to do. And like right? the air leaves the air <laughs> leaves the, the room and you just are struck by the wisdom that people shared. And I was just going through a season of deciding if I wanted to move and just lots of different things happening. And Abby shared, if the path is clear, you're on someone else's. That is my trend for young professionals. Everyone's a philanthropist. And if the path's clear, you're on someone else's. I mean, we all got sucker punched by that one because I remember the audible gasp. And I was just sharing with a friend yesterday that that's the quote that's stuck out to me over the last 300 episodes. I mean, it was a very powerful moment for sure. So that rounds out our 10 trends that we pulled out from this season. I'm sure we could pull a ton more. So share with us what you have learned, but I thought we would round it out with sharing a couple of our favorite missions that we met this season. And I'll kick us off by sharing about the adventure project in episode 220. I came Mm. to love this organization and it's just one I definitely think everyone should go double click on by the way that they do their work and the way that they share their stories specifically and the way that they empower um, local entrepreneurs with jobs and microloans is just fantastic. So I think my favorite mission was the adventure project. Oh, Becky In Straw. That episode, Becky Straw. Yeah, don't make us pick she is, she is the finest Becky I've ever known. She, <laughs> I, I totally adore her in that mission. It was absolutely aspirational. Okay, my favorite for the season mission that we met, and I've already been scooped on this, but Abby Falick that we were just talking about, Global Citizen Year. This is episode 261. Just the audacity of the idea to say, hey, we want to upend the way that young people are growing up into leadership and infusing it with empathy and with a worldwide mindset. And not that they want to go change the world or save the world, but to know the world and love the world and enrich life experiences. And it's just, I think the perspective they're infusing as kind of a different option before you move into your career could really dramatically shape the landscape of how leaders show up and how we live in this really complex um, society today. So I positively love their mission and their marketing, branding, and just the culture of the organization. It is so dreamy. All of it. It's just like they're locked on all those things. So there's my fave. 
Okay, I am going to pick my favorite child. As you know, I never have a problem with it. So, <laughs> and I want to pick Think of Us, episode 262. I have such a heart for the child welfare system, and I don't know why, and I can't even point to why. And we put this as a particular emphasis on this season, and we had um, a number of missions that came in to talk about the state of child welfare. And I read this op-ed um, that I think we'll put in the show notes because I just thought it was so powerful by this founder, Sixto Cancel. And here is a young man who endured and survived um, the foster system. And it is such a heartbreaking story. And he was one who rose up out of that situation and says, you know what? I want to change the entire landscape. I want to change the way the data is interpreted. I want to change the way policy is written. And I just want to upend all of this. And he did something that I thought was so revolutionary, yet so absolutely basic and common sense. Instead of grabbing data from the government, he went to the child and went straight to the child and got data from their mouths. And he didn't just check the box on data. He got story and he is using all of that to power this massive movement in Think of Us that is changing the entire landscape of child welfare. Sixto, you inspire me. We are 100% behind your mission. Keep going, my friend. So you know we can't end an episode without throwing in our one good thing. And I will tell you, this is probably not at all what you're expecting. Our one good thing that we want to collectively offer up to our community today is do something kind for yourself or something kind for your teammate. It's that easy. I'll tell you, we are working with our friends in the nonprofit sector who are doing a lot of assessments and analysis on the mental health of the nonprofit worker right now. And the data is very um, alarming to us. And we know that you all are struggling. And we think that maybe if you could pour into yourself or pour into someone else, then maybe we can start to get back to our center just a little more. We know times are tough. We know you're tired. And we know that your mission is worthy of our best. But after this podcast ends, try to love on yourself a little bit and love on someone else. And I will tell you that resources are coming because we are very excited to tease you know, a couple of things that are coming in season six. But one of those is our mental health week that we're going to bring back in October. And I'm telling you, we are going to fire it up to get as many resources and support mechanisms in place for you all. So John, what else we got in season six? Well, I mean, just piggybacking on that, because after a season, you kind of look back on data, what are still the most downloaded episodes? It's the mental health week episodes. And so I think that tells you like the state we hear, we talk about community a lot, but we also wanted to tangibly express that. And I think the people that gather in the We Are For Good community, the chats that we have once a month at the end of the month, it's like people live this out in a really tangible way, encourage each other, connect each other. And so if you're looking for that, like you got to put that plug in there too. That's going to continue to be part of what's ahead. But in season six, we also have an Enneagram series. Headed oh at my you. gosh. So I'm loves- so excited. Enneagram. It's finally here. Get ready. Like we have taken some time to bring this to pass, but it's like, if you don't know Enneagram, 
it's going to change the way you see the world and definitely and yourself. You can change the world. Yeah. For yourself and the way you show up in our nonprofit jobs. Like it's just a really interesting multi-part conversation. We're also going to be leaning into habits of a good fundraiser. We're going to walk through all the positions in the office of just what are some ways that you can show up and know that you're pointed with a North star of doing the things that's going to lead you to raising more money, having balance, and just being a good team player at the same time. So that series is coming at you. And Okay, can we talk about the guests that are coming on season six? Like, we're freaking out. Yes. Yes. Y'all, these conversations have already been mind-bending. We have Jonathan Greenblatt with ADL, Aiden Riley and Ben Collier, the founders of FarmLink. We can't wait for y'all to meet that mission. Mona Sinha, who's the board chair of Women Moving Millions, and Anne-Marie from the Bob Woodruff Foundation. All of these missions are so unique in their own ways. And the conversations we've already learned so much through. So tune back in on July 11th. We're going to launch with some amazing conversations for our season six. And I want you to just visualize Becky peeling herself off the floor after talking physically of these individuals. Let's be clear. Becky wearing a blouse and a pair of athletic shorts, peeling herself <laughs> off the floor in my total Zoom wear. I just want to tell you guys, these conversations are are so mind-bending, and we are so excited to unpack them and so many more that are coming. So got to tease a couple of courses that are coming out. If you're somebody who really wants to pour into your professional development, well, you can do it here. And we have a podcasting uh, for good course that's going to be coming out. I know we've teased that for a while, but it'll be hitting this fall. And we'll also have a back to basics course. We have heard you all. You want to get back to the basics. There's a lot of people coming into the nonprofit sector for the first time, and we're going to break it all down for you. And I mean, of course, we're going to keep showing up in pro. So if you are looking for just like ongoing professional development, We Are For Good Pro is the place where you can get live coaching and you can get this incredible library of some of the most incredible podcast guests teaching frameworks and teaching things that you can apply right away. And so pro is going to continue to get better and better in the fall too. So we're super excited about all of that. Um Okay, how do we round this out, y'all? I mean, we got to give us some freebies. Here. We have each curated a playlist of our favorites from season five. It's listed in the show notes. We'll definitely be putting that out on social. So go there. It would be a great starting point. And I'm just telling you, if you're somebody who gets up in the morning and is power walking, you know, wherever you are in the world, pop your earbuds in. This is the way to start a day. Incredible humans with incredible ideas fueling good in the world. And you saying that be, I mean, you just got to point to this because we're passing a milestone with 300 episodes, almost, almost 200,000 downloads. The only way that that's happened, we have never paid for an ad, even though we talk about, you need to have a paid <laughs> ad strategy, right? So we we're going to work on that in our own business. We will. But I think what's interesting is that the only way that this is swelled is through the power of community of like people listening and thinking, hey, my friend would really love to hear this. Mm-hmm. And they're texting it to somebody that we'll never know. And that's the power that you can have with so many of these conversations. We feel like this is how we can really wake up in the world we want to see and the nonprofits we want to see. And so I hope you just come for the taking because there's so much here and we just like want to give it all away. So totally want to give it all away. And I just thank you for opening the floor for me to just tell our community, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for showing up for sharing, 
for adding your voice in, for teaching us. Our ears and our minds are always open. This is a space where you can come and get respite and find sanctuary with like-minded friends who entirely value Align. We are here to create an impact uprising, and you are the ones fueling that impact uprising. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And friends, let's like kick it up a notch in season six. I'm scared to say that. I'm holding on by like the tips of my (laughs) fingers, but let's kick it it up a notch. I'm excited. Well, y'all, it's been a heck of a season. A heck of a season. Stay with us. We're going to bring you one that is just as dynamite, if not more. Thanks for hanging with us. You got this, friends. Hey, friends. Thanks so much for being here. Did you know we create a landing page for each podcast episode with helpful links, freebies, and even shareable graphics? Be sure to check it out at the link in this episode's description. You probably hear it in our voices, but we love connecting you with the most innovative people to help you achieve more for your mission than ever before. We'd love for you to join our good community. It's free, and you can think of it as the after party to each podcast episode. You can sign up today at weareforgood.com backslash hello. One more thing. If you loved what you heard today, would you mind leaving us a podcast rating and review? It means the world to us and your support helps more people find our community. Thanks, friends. I'm our producer, Julie Comfer, and our theme song is Sunray by Remy Borsboom. Rabbit fans have always powered the We Are For Good podcast, but now Rabbit fans can get even more goodness and access by joining Good Friends. It's our listener support community for the We Are For Good podcast. Good Friends comes with perks, exclusive episodes with John and I, including The Good Brief our new monthly cliff notes of the greatest takeaways and lessons learned from that month and exclusive AMA episodes where we answer your burning questions and tap our community of experts. Join now or learn more at weareforgood.com backslash friends. We can't wait to see you inside. That's weareforgood.com slash friends.